0: Podcasting from CMT. Welcome to Cody Allen's Podcast.
1: It's CodyCast. Reckless and Me. New album out from Kiefer Sutherland, my guest. We'll talk about the the music and also Designated Survivor. You play the president on the show on Netflix. Season 3 debuts June 7th. So thank you for being here.
0: My pleasure.
1: How you doing anyway? Good. Uh, life good.
0: good? Life is good. We just did a... long tour in uh, Germany and the UK. I saw that. And uh, released a record there and and now we're here in the States to do the same.
1: A lot of people may not know that you were born over there, right?
0: I was. I was born in London and uh, for a brief moment in time my mom and dad moved to Los Angeles and me and my twin sister and my older brother lived there. And then They split up, and then my mom and my sister and I moved to Canada, and Toronto is where I grew up, yeah.
1: this is like going home almost. Yeah. This album feels like it's so real and so you. How long have you been holding on to this batch of songs?
0: Well, what was interesting, there's a few songs on the record uh, that I had held on to, but this record, instead of... And I think a lot of artists will have difficulty with their second record because... They want to make it better than the first one. And and I didn't really think about that at all. We'd been touring so much that it became obvious what songs we needed for our set. Uh And so a song like This Is How It's Done or Something You Love, those up-tempo songs, uh, those were songs that were going to work really well in our live show. And so I started kind of writing towards that. And uh, Jude Cole, who I produced the record with and who I've Mm. always written with, we were both really cognizant of, of what we wanted to do with the live show, and so we focused on that. And, and then I was very happy with the way the record turned out, uh, just because yeah. it was goal-oriented, and, and I just, you know, I believe very strongly in making an album that has a kind of through line from the beginning to the end, uh, and so we got, we were fortunate. I believe it worked out.
1: Yeah, Jude Cole brings back so many memories when you say that name because believe it or not, I was working at my first radio station Mm -hmm. um, and I was 15 years old, by the way. Whatever those singles were that he had out, and there were several of them in a row. Yeah,
0: Baby It's Tonight was the first one. I remember I was driving down, at the time (laughs) I was living with Julia Roberts and we were driving down to Myrtle Beach. She was making a film (laughs) down there. And uh, Dick Clark came on the radio and said, (laughs) you know, this is a young artist named Jude Cole, and he's going to be something to watch for. And then they played Baby It's Tonight. And I remember getting so excited for him. And, you know, and Julia knew him as a guy who kind of woke up at four o'clock in the afternoon and right. and lived the life of a musician. And she was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen for him. So that was cool.
1: Well, and I grew up in South Carolina, so. Uh, oh, wow. And I spun the Dick Clark. Countdown show so, back in the day as well. I might have,
0: I might have been listening yeah, to you. I yeah, might have been the yeah. radio
1: station. You never know. Um, so when you think of your musical influences, who are who are
0: they? They range everything. <laughs> you know, certainly in the country world, it, it's the old school artists, old school artists, uh, Hank Williams, to and then kind of the original outlaw crew, which was Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, uh, people like Chris Stapleton now yeah. uh, move me immensely. And then as a kid growing up there was a real kind of hybrid It uh, wasn't real country but there were real country threads and whether that was you know a song like Tom Petty Louisiana Rain or Bob Seger has real elements of country a song like Main Street can become a country song depending yeah. on the arrangement so fast Right um, so that was you know one group then I you know I Loved ACDC and Led Zeppelin <laughs> and all the rock stuff, too, as a kid. Uh, Elton John, the Beatles, I love the melody of that. Uh, so I, I loved all genres of music. I think the reason why I was drawn to country uh, was when I started roping, I was traveling around with a bunch of cowboys mm-hmm. doing the USTRC roping circuit. And I got exposed to a lot of country in my early 20s. And what I loved about the music was that the lyric was dead straight. Uh, It wasn't clouded with a lot of metaphor and it spoke to you on a really personal level. Uh, When I think of a song like you know, Merle Haggard, Tonight the Bottle Let Me Down, uh, he's writing about a very flawed person and uh, none of us are perfect. And so when I would listen to a song like that, I would feel less alone about the mistakes that I had made or some of the things I might have been going through. And so there was a real warmth in that to me. And so as a writer... Uh, what I love about acting is telling a story with a group of actors and a director and a cinematographer and what I love about writing songs is being able to tell a story from my life that you might relate to uh, that might help you get through the day Yeah. and so it just kind of you know we found each other like that
1: yeah and sometimes it's you know simple like you said that, that real sort of lyric that uh, breaks through because it is so genuine um, like faded pair of blue jeans I was drawn mm-hmm. to and, uh, thank you something you love obviously um but also who would have thought someone could do patty loveless blame it on your heart and uh, just a slamming version uh, oh. on the new album too it's so good
0: thank you very much uh that was jude cole's idea yeah. uh i i responded to it immediately uh you know, it's a real sign of a great song when a boy can sing it or a girl can (laughs) sing it and it don't matter.
1: Right. You know,
0: that's when you know you're talking about a real universal thing. I mean... Uh, And when I introduce it at the show, the first thing out of my mouth is, you know... Uh, I haven't met anyone over 20 who hasn't wanted to sing these first three lines to somebody right, right. you know and you know you got a thing or two to learn about me honey <laughs> oh my god the number of people I've wanted to sing that to right yeah.
1: I didn't get any countryer than that that's probably one of the I would say one of the top 10 best country songs ever just yeah because I the agree it's so agree. striking um, outside of the music and people have to check out the album it's called Reckless and Me uh, outside of the music uh, Designated Survivors back
0: June 7th yeah Yes. and we're, we're thrilled about that. It's on Netflix, uh, which seems to be the new way of the world. They're taking over everything. Uh, But my experience working with them was fantastic. Uh, It allowed us some latitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when you're working for network television, and please don't misunderstand me, I had the most incredible experience uh, on 24 uh, working with the Fox Network and I had an incredible experience working with ABC on Designated Survivor. Having said that, ABC is owned by Disney Disney has interests all around the world And so if you're doing a political show and you're not allowed to use the word Russia China or North Korea It becomes difficult Mm -hmm. to get an audience involved because you're losing a sense of reality And so Netflix does not have an issue with that and Mm -hmm. so we got to actually take plausible events that were that we would address within the context of our show uh that lent a kind of reality to it that i just don't think we had before
1: cool well i can't wait to see um the new season season three of designated survivor again on june 7th and also on june 7th you're playing the opry you've got cma fest coming up as well that week, so that's a big week for you
0: well cma fest is a is (laughs) you know a, a a real big deal for us and to have been invited in to that community uh was was moving for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. uh this will be the fourth time we've had the honor of playing the grand elopery uh i can't speak highly enough about that experience uh i was telling someone just a moment ago uh when people talk about the sense of community within the context of country music, it exists, and I will defend it to the hilt. The first time I played the Grand Ole Opry, uh, I was more nervous than you could even imagine. It's hard for me to even describe. And backstage at the Grand Ole Opry, everybody's doors are open, and they're all out in the hallway playing together. And and I didn't know anybody, so i kind of shy, and I was just sitting in my room, and a woman walked by, and she had a guitar on. She leaned in, and she said, Hey, darling. You nervous? And I went, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And she said, don't worry, baby, we got your back. Yeah. And I was so moved by that. And when we went out to play, sure enough, there they all were, standing backstage rooting us on. And so that sense of community for, that I've experienced just simply at the Grand Ole Opry uh, has been something that, uh, well... Affected me on a real deep level.
1: What else is in the works for this year for you outside of music and designated survivor? Um,
0: right now, it's right now we're just going to be touring, uh, pretty much straight through to December. Uh, we'll probably get in 150 shows. Uh, we are doing one kind of odd thing uh we are going to Europe to open up for a, a rock band called Muse uh and so quite a, quite a big rock band Muse. yes, yes. And, and arguably the number one band in the world yeah. and so it'll be interesting going from like 2000 to 5000 seat <laughs> venues to well, all of from a sudden 60,000
1: or somewhere like that to yeah. the, you know the, the yeah. O2 arena I saw so yeah yep. so busy, crazy year for you. Talk to me a second about doing music only, you know, I'm I'm sure it's been a love of yours for a long, long time, but we really, you know, fans like me who have just known your acting never really knew it until 2016 when you released the first album. So walk me through sort of that pathway of um, going from the Hollywood world to music and why.
0: Well. So I had, with Jude Cole, we had a a label called Ironworks, and we had amazing artists kind of coming through the door all the time, and and they were writing either on their own or with him, but they were writing in the building. And so I just couldn't help but kind of pick up, oh, I don't have to go verse, verse, chorus. I could just actually start with the chorus, uh, pick up a bridge, and then I can find the verses as I go. And I started picking up kind of tricks to kind of, figure out my format of how I will approach writing a song. Right. And so I started to write a lot more. Um, but I was so aware of the stigma of an actor doing music right. and uh, and it was just nothing I would ever want to touch. Uh, I didn't want to get kind of mired down in that. And then eventually I got to a place where I had some songs that I really liked and it was Jude Cole uh, to his credit you know, said, these are really good songs you should do them. Right. Right. And you know, I said no, and then he knew me well enough where he took me to a bar and we had a couple drinks, and yeah. after a couple drinks, everything sounds like a better idea. Yeah. And so we agreed to do five songs, and at the end of that, I really liked the five songs, and oh my gosh, at this point in my life, if someone's going to laugh at me mm-hmm. or make fun of me and I can't take that, well, the problem's mine. Right. And so I just, uh, we went for it. Uh, I did not expect the level of generosity Uh, I've been moved by that, by whether it's people that came to see a show or the people that I've run into that have bought the record. I didn't expect it to kind of grow the way it has. Uh, But we did 300 shows in the last two and a half years, and uh, it's been one of the great experiences in my life.
1: One of the things that I think is so great about that story is that No matter where you are in life, if there's something that you, you know, you've loved for a long time, Mm -hmm. you still have a chance to go and accomplish it.
0: Well, and I'll give you a perfect example. The second track off the record is a a song called Something You Love. And Jude had written that chorus. Uh, And I think it was a song that he was either going to do himself or, I think, put on an EP for himself. Yeah. And I had heard it, and I loved the chorus, and for whatever reason, he wasn't happy with what he was doing with the verses. And I, and I said, well, can I work on them with you? Because yeah. that chorus meant so much to me, because it was really representative of what I was experiencing mm-hmm. over the last five years doing the touring and making the records.
1: Yeah.
0: And so we did the verses, and he liked them. And I said, you know, I would love to do this song if you're cool with that. And then he let me have the song. Yeah.
1: Well, you can go to the website and check out all the uh, uh, stuff you have going on, including uh, cooking a chicken, by the way, which I found to be interesting.
0: And yeah. a few other a things. A few other well, things The cook as well. The cooking, the cooking <laughs> stuff, actually, just if you, if you don't mind. Yeah. That, that was, again, one of the poor decisions made after a drink. <laughs> um, and and a couple people in my band uh, don't know how to cook. And... and they're younger and I've had kids and I took cooking classes because I was scared of poisoning my children. <laughs> and so I had a couple recipes that, and they were really meant for people who don't know how to cook really? and you want to get three or four things under your belt and you'll be able to take care of yourself mm-hmm. forever on them. Uh, and so we did it as a joke, and I was shocked by the response of people. And I, I run into more people now on the street going, man, I tried your steak. It actually worked. It's really good. So
1: I think it's because we, we're not used to seeing you in that environment. So yeah. whenever the juxtaposition of kefir in the kitchen you know yeah. it's just a different different world um and by the way you said a line a second ago after a couple drinks everything is a good idea seems like a better she, idea. Seems like a better this you got a that, good idea it just seems like a better that, idea. you gotta write that into a song that is too good to be we'll figure yeah. it out all right great to see you
0: and great to see you and thanks so much thanks for listening to cody allen's podcast this is cody cast